grow. We're here. What is up, guys? This is Hot Take with Alcohol That's right. Take here. We are back with another of episode of Junior Senior Two Views. And let's get straight into it. Which coach which coach's house how houses will be successful this NFL season? Okay, so I suppose houses would be your coaching tree. Yeah. So every NFL structure or paradigm starts with a coach. So like looking at the house of Belichick, for example, mm-hmm. you know, you got you've he's had a mixed bag. Some rotten Mi- apples. Mixed bag. Mixed bag. You're telling me that, that Matt Patricia is a mixed bag? They've he's had some terrible okay, coaches. So Matt Patricia didn't have a great time. Didn't Bill O'Brien a, was horrible. Bill O'Brien, you got The only successful one was Brian Flores. Okay, so Bill O'Brien, Brian Flores. I think I guess now looking forward, we have two coaches that have yielded themselves out of this rank this season. One of them is going to be Brian Dable, who's mm-hmm. a new Giant coach. Um, another one of these is a coach who's already coached, but is coaching again. Yeah, Josh McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniel. Who do you think is going to be the more successful of those? If Josh McDaniels backs up his talk of learning from his mistakes, because in the press conference... Learning? He, learning, learning, not learning. 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 I'm Bugs Money. Learning. Learning. Uh, if he backs up his talk of learning from his mistakes in uh, Denver, saying he wasn't very good with people, and um, that's an understatement, <laughs> if he backs up his talk of doing that and he's actually more receptive to his players and does a better job with tactics, I think he'll be good. But I think Brian Dable's a bit more um, solidified. The problem with Belichick tree coaches is they tried to be a more aggressive version of him. Mm-hmm. Other than Flores, they've all done the same thing. I don't think I think Dable wants to be uh, doesn't want to do that. I think Dable wants to establish his own his own his own coaching brand as, okay. per se. Okay, so that that's one coaching tree. Yeah. I guess the other coaching tree that we have to sort of suggest look at is the Mike Shanahan or the House of Shanahan. Yeah. So it's a bit of sort of like Mike Shanahan's the head, and you have Matt LaFleur, who's been yeah. wildly successful at Green Bay. You mean Kyle Shanahan. Oh, Kyle Shanahan. Sorry about that. His, the Kyle. Mike Shanahan's his Mike. dad. Mike is the father. Kyle's the son. Yeah. My mistake. Thanks. Then you have a couple of coaches. Mike who, McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's one of them. Mike McDaniel's sort of the offspring of that, and you now have Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have sort of the split, if you will. So you have Mike Shan- oh, sorry, not Mike, Kyle <laughs> Shanahan. You have, out of that, is Sean McVay. So technically speaking, you could say that Sean McVay has sort of yielded coaches. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, one of them, Zach Taylor. Oh, God. He's been very successful in Cincinnati. Yes. You can't say he hasn't. He, ha- he has. Brandon Staley. He's been very successful in L.A. In one year, they missed the playoffs okay, because okay. he overthought stuff. So now we have... T- I think... So we have Mike McDaniel. We have Kevin O'Connell, who's the new Vikings mm-hmm. coach. And we have Nathaniel Hackett, who sort of is connected with Matt LaFleur, coming from Green yes. Bay, but connected to... Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. So, which of those do you think are going to be? I think successful? I think the most successful one out of that group is going to be Kevin O'Connell. I think uh, I I think I like the work he's he's doing so far in training camp. I think that his players look good. Um, I I don't really trust. Um, I don't really trust 
any of the other coaches that you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel has some things he needs to work out with this Dolphins core, even though the pairing of Tua and Tyreek looks legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's uh, Nathaniel Hackett's just no. Uh, his, time in, his time in Jacksonville told me everything I needed to know. Um, and he's he's not great as a head as a head coach. He was he a coach at Jacksonville? Was he? I'm pretty sure he was at one point, or an offensive okay. coordinator. Oh. He wasn't. He wasn't great, and okay. his time there showed me everything I needed to know. He's not. He's not that great. He's okay, but he's not. Okay. He needs a system that was basically that that basically has a superstar quarterback. Okay. All right. I think that technically speaking, Mike McDaniel. And, and Kevin O'Connell have sort of walked into teams established, particularly yes. on the offensive end, because that's what they're both coming from. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett's also coming from an offensive end. He's coming in with a new quarterback, Russell Wilson, new but experienced. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think all three of them could have potentially you know successful seasons, each of them coming from a different division, each of them having their own sets of challenges. Mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel's in the East, that's a tough division, with the Bills... O'Connell with the North, with the Vikings yes. and the other teams there. And, of course, with with um, Nathaniel Hackett and the AFC West. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Next question is mine. Okay. Uh, so it appears that KD is staying put. No. No, no, no. Hang on. It did, oh, did Man U do the right thing by benching Cristiano? Um, I think they did, but it wasn't the – I think the more significant benching that I – that I've seen have the mass, the biggest effect because they've gone on a three-game winning streak. I think the biggest uh, they beat Liverpool, which yeah. was huge, uh-huh. uh, and they just beat Southampton just today. Beat Southampton. Today, sorry, John. Um, so, <laughs> so um, the biggest effect that has been put on the team was them benching Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire has been awful as a, as a Red Devil. He's been terrible and. He has single-handedly back-ended probably one of the worst defenses in the Premier League. Um, him being benched has allowed their sign their new signings in uh, in Rafael Varane and Lissandro Martinez mm-hmm. to actually play to their strengths. Harry Maguire is not athletic at all. He does not track back enough. He loses his mind. He's very he's strong in the tackle. He has some kind of pace, but he does not have any pitch awareness. None. Okay, so the question really is not by Harry Maguire. It's more towards... Yes, but Christian... No, no, I so think... Did they do the right... The off... Vantee, whatever. Eric Ten Hag. Ten Hag. Hag yep. he, Ten Hag. I think the, right the, the offenses look significantly better with Cristiano on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's allowed Rashford to thrive. It's allowed Sancho to thrive. It's allowed those guys that United have brought through their system mm-hmm. to be able to thrive. Um, but it's Cristiano Ronaldo. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. So but is that going to be, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo and bench player, is they he, don't seem to mesh but as far is he, as is he that guy anymore? My answer is no. Yeah, but he. But as much as people think or would well, he that wants he's out. That guy, well, he wants out. Okay, he's he wants been, out. I know. Him, he knows and, he wants out. him between him and his and his agent George Mendez, they have been openly just begging every major European club uh, down to Borussia Dortmund, mm-hmm. saying, "Please take me. Mm-hmm. Please get me out of here. This mm-hmm. is not the United I played for with Skulls, Giggs." And Neville and 
under Ferguson. And they ain't coming through the door. And nobody wants him right. across the board right. with everyone that can afford him. Mm. So he's staying put. So it, it, he wants out, but he ha- he's no one wants him. So he's gonna stay put as as most likely a sporadic player, which he's gonna have to deal with. He he's probably gonna whine. He's probably gonna go to the media and say this is not fair. I should be starting. Mm-hmm. Well, the team has looked significantly better with the offense has looked significantly better with you on the bench. To end this point, end this this little question here, this segment, I believe that Cristiano Ronaldo should do the right thing. And just walk away and go to the MLS. That's where players can, go Can to they? Retire. Can they even afford... No, the MLS is not a... Reti- first of all... It is. It, first, of, first of all... First of all... It was for Beckham. It, it was. It was that, like the last whistle no, I'm, I'm getting to that. First of all, are the MLS going to even be able to afford him? He's at a market value of like 56 million... Tell you, about that. Fi- at, at around 56 million euros. That's what he can make off of that. Second of all... Second of all, the MLS is no longer the retirement home that it once was. Yes, they had Ibrahimovic. Yes, they had Rooney. Yes, they had Gerard. Yes, they had Lampard. It's no longer the retirement home that it once was. It's they're building their own brand, and I like what the MLS is doing. I think I think they shouldn't bring in Ronaldo. I don't think they're going to do that, and they can't even afford him to begin with. Okay, next question. That's yes. yours. Uh, so it appears that KD is staying put. Does that translate into a successful season for the Nets? Okay, I'll say it. the answer is no. And so, for fifty-four days, yeah, you gotta respect Joe Sy. Fifty-four days of Kevin Durant kind of circling the wagons, you know, saying he wanted to leave, saying he wanted out, mm-hmm. saying demanding that both Steve Nash and Charlotte Marks should be fired, and that's what Joe Sy should be doing. That was fifty-four days ago, during this entire time. Yes, a meeting with Joe Sy. And suddenly, a change of heart, right? The letter. Let's look at this letter that came through. The letter that is also has the boardroom on there. So that the boardroom is Kevin Durant's company. Yeah. Saying, Steve Nash and I, together with Josai and his wife, uh, Clara Wusai, met with, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Klein in Los Angeles. We have, we have agreed to move on for a partnership. We're focusing on basketball. One collective goal. Build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. I think it's going to be a unmitigated disaster this season. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of drama that has been through this offseason. KD wanted out. He wanted out for the longest time because of all the drama surrounding everything. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it just backflips. Mm-hmm. He wanted, he said publicly he wanted either Nash or, uh, one or both Nash and Marks to get fired. Or he get traded. Mm. Nothing, uh, none of that ended up happening. Mm. Marks is still the GM. Nash is still the coach. And he is still in Brooklyn. And you have a radioactive Kyrie that is still also there. So, what the hell do you do with this roster? It's going to be, it's going to be, unless they can figure out things quickly, this is going to be a pretty soap opera season. Well, it's going to be the first time out. Everything that happens on the court will be scrutinized down to its last teeth. Well, they're in, they're in New York. But not even that. If KD, they're in the if, biggest media market in America. If KD sneezes wrong, they're going to say something. So the first time out, I'm interested to watch. When Nash calls the first time out in the first game and see where Durant goes and what Durant's body language is. So I agree. 
my, I guess the biggest thing for me is, the biggest argument is the ownership stuck by and said, too bad. We have you for four years. Yeah. So if you don't want to play and you want to retire, then he could have done that. Yeah. There's all these reports about him deciding to retire. Look, again, all speculation because Kevin Durant did outrightly come to a press conference and say, this is what I want. Yeah. But we, because it's been speculation that all these things are happening. But the bottom line is, you signed a contract, and yeah. you were happy. You brought. You were happy when Steve Nash came in. Yeah, that's the coach you wanted. Kyrie, that's you the were co- happy when Kyrie he, came he, in. He he banged the table for Steve Nash. So you get it. They and you're they, in. they didn't want Atkinson as coach. They brought in their own guy, and you're stuck with it for the next four years. So yeah, I I I'm, I'm I don't I think this kind of quells it now. Shut up and play. Because all, is, all the Brooklyn fans want to see is, is it possible to be better than what we were last season? This is, we got broomed out. This is going to be a pretty... Unless they can figure out things quickly, this is going to be a uh, just days of our lives level soap opera. It's going. It already is. Yeah. Okay, next question I got. Um, could things on the Lakers get awkward as Pat Bev... Is a new addition to the team. So I think okay, let's. I'm going to talk about this trade and what it means for the Lakers, <coughs> Lakers roster. I think it's a good trade. They got rid of Tht's contract. I think Taylor Horton and they also got rid of sort of a guy who's Stanley, Stanley Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> who's going to be who's a bench player at best. That's what he was. Um, I think it's a really good trade. I think it's a lateral move. You get a guy who's a playoff warrior, mm-hmm. despite um, despite a certain someone on the Lakers saying he doesn't really do anything other than run around. Mm-hmm. Pat Bev is a good defender. He knows angles. He knows defense. He brings a lot of energy on the court. I think he's a fantastic player. He, he yes, he can be dirty at times, but I think he's a good player, and I think he will be really. He'll give them immediate an immediate jolt. Mm-hmm. Now. He's had some history with Russell Westbrook. We know that. So we go back to 2013. Him un, unintentionally, yeah. un, unintentionally, intentionally, whoever you talk to, intention injured him, which basically derailed their playoff run. Uh, we go to 2018, where they had that little dust up when he was on the Clippers, mm-hmm. um, where he di- dove into Russell again, again, um, again, which necessitated double technicals for both players. Yep. So they've had a history. They've had a history of jawing at each other. Never did I think or anyone else think that they would be on the same team, but here they are. Yeah. Um, Pat Beverly is the guy you want on your team. But yes. You don't want him on the other team. No. He's, he's a, he is you a, don't want to face him. He is an irritant, but he also gives you two things that the Lakers obviously needed. Defense and shooting. He actually is not a bad shooter when he's got a he's got He's improved his shooting over the so, past couple of years. Yeah, and I don't know what that means. Is it, is it going to be? Are they going to pl- tinker with this? Is it going to be less time for Russ? I mean, they still got like he's getting forty-seven million no matter what. Mm-hmm. Speculation is: Are they going to pull a John Wall? Are they going to say to Russ, "We're good here. Take I, a load off." I think relax. Lakers management. Go rest. Are, they're probably going to give. This is his last year on the contract. Yeah, but it's they're forty-seven prob- million. They're probably going to take. Might a, as well put him to work. They're probably going to take a gamble. I. Gamble on this last year. If it doesn't work out, they don't re-sign him in free agency. Well, I don't think they're going to re-sign him anyway. I think yeah. this is whatever happens now happens. Whatever happens now But the happens. question is, yeah. are they going to pull a John Wall? Because remember, Houston said a John Wall. Uh, I don't think you got they, a lot of money. You sit down and relax. I, I don't think they do. I, I don't think they will. 
uh, I think Russ will improve this season. I think he, w- I think he will improve this season. Uh, I think he'll start to get used to the system that's around around him and start to pull back a bit on his headstrong personality. Whether he fits in with Bev is a whole nother thing. Okay, next question. Yeah. This is the one you cringed about during mm-hmm. during our pre pre issue of the show. Yes. Go ahead. It's your turn. Surprise that Chet Holmgren will be out for the season due to injury. I am. I will say I'm surprised. A list Frank injury, which is rough. It's a list Frank. Can I answer this? Yes, go ahead. I'm surprised. And I know you, I've been bashing on Chet Holmgren saying he's a bag of sticks, he's a matchstick. What's going to happen here? It's unfortunate. I think that if you look at it, OKC, this was about raising the bar this season. This was about saying, hey... We're okay, see, we're not just lining up draft picks for the sake of lining up draft picks. Yep. We want to be seriously thought of in the West. Yep. And then we're going to pair him with Josh Giddy. And they look like a legit partnership in, in the Summer League. They look like a legit partnership. And it, it's a Lisfranic injury. I've taken a look at it. It's a fracture of the foot. And also, it did. It wasn't anything to do with uh, how his body was constructed. It was just how he landed okay, in the Pro-AM well, game. And, and it's, it's, it's obviously disappointing. If you're, if you're Houston and Orlando... Whew. You can say, "Well, we missed it. We dodged that bullet yeah. because we could have either one of us, either one of those teams could have drafted him." Yes, and it's unfortunate. Um, does that change the stock for Victor Webanyaba next year? I don't think they target does that. Does I that do, say I, look, what happens for I, him? Because I, this I, is sort of that. I don't think they will tank for Webanyama. I think the the what OKC are going to do here with the mountain of picks they they still have. I think Presti will start to. Uh, uh, Start to unload those picks for some talent at the deadline mm-hmm. to make this team better. Because okay. he's got young talent. He's got young talent that he can de- that this team can develop. Yes. It's not about acquiring young talent anymore. They already have a bunch of picks they can use, and they got a lot of ammo to play with. You don't necessarily have to use that in the draft. I think that Presti's going to go into the trade deadline and target some names, and they still have a ton of cap space, yeah. so they can utilize that. To re-sign the assets they bring in mm. at the deadline, and there will probably be some good expiring contracts that can give a boost to this team to maybe reach the play-in next season. Okay, well, I mean, again, it's not, it's not. A, I mean, I'm not here to beat on Chet Holmgren, and I think that it's unfortunate. I'm sure he was ready yeah, to play. I'm sure he was keen to play. And he looked, he looked, looked the part. He looked good in the summer league. He was putting up good numbers. It's all about the foot. Just ask Yao Ming. It's yeah, all about the foot. Just ask. Let's ask uh, your your boy Zion. Yeah, who's it's the jury's out whether or not he's coming back full strength. Yeah. So let's even move. though he will be returning this season. Okay. Next one I have here is yeah. Oh, he's rubbing his hands, folks. He's rubbing his hands. It only means one thing. It's either gonna be oh he's putting his glasses on too. <laughs> so the glasses are going on. So look, it's not Matt Nagy. It's your boy, Artie Moreno. So, Artie Moreno is reportedly going to sell the Angels. Is it buyer beware? All right. First thing... They're taking uh, them off be- Before the Before we I answer the question, the Angels fans, this, <laughs> is, this is your version of winning the World Series. <laughs> it's only been I'm, 20 years. Yes. This is your version of winning the World Series. <laughs> the way this guy has meddled with your franchise for so long... Has to be, it has to be seen to believe. <laughs> Thankfully, he will be. He is looking to sell the team. Whether it goes through or not remains to be seen. But 
The only reason he's selling because he got caught with his pants down tr- with in embroiled in local government corruption Ooh. in the Anaheim area. But that's why he got that sweetheart three hundred million dollar deal to stay in Anaheim for the next thirty years, which didn't end up happening because of said corruption. Okay. Now, all right, all right. is he's it by- the team now? Answer that question. Is it is it buyer beware? No, I think a lot of businessmen. Who want who care about putting a winning product on the field, and as the years go on, there are more businessmen who are willing to put a winning product on the field when it comes to baseball. Mm-hmm. The days of um, Jeffrey Lor- <coughs> the days of Jeffrey Loria are starting to fade out a little bit. I think I think there will I don't think it's buyer beware for any businessmen because you have two of the best players in baseball in Mike Trout, yes, injury prone. Shohei Otani, and if you invest more money and get into the luxury tax by, I don't know, spending on some pitching, this team could be legit. You have some prospects waiting in the system. You have m- money to throw at this team. Artie Moreno did spend money, but one of his core tenants was he did not want to go into the luxury tax. That's what held the Angels back for years. That's what forced them to go dumpster diving for one-year reclamation pro- projects in pitching like Tim Lincecum, like a Julio Tehran, like a Matt Harvey. Okay. So, that's... So Noah Syndergaard. I, yeah. Was, yeah, Noah Noah's Syndergaard. that whole year. No, Noah Syndergaard. Over there six months. Who got traded at the deadline. Yeah. So, this is, a, this is a team that has legitimate potential if the owner cares okay. to put a winning product on the field. And that, and I think there will be good businessmen lining up to purchase them. You feel better now? Yes. Good, go good. ahead. Okay. I know how much you love Artie. Murray. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a baseball team. I look as a, if I was able to come in as the next owner, the first thing I would do is change the name. I just feel like you got enough problems having the Dodgers in your neighborhood. Yeah. Change it back to California Angels. Or Anaheim Angels, it was or called. Ana- I know it was Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They no, never it. never have that name again. Los but Angeles Angels of they Anaheim. They used to be L.A. back in the early days. But before just, they went just, to California. Just have it as Anaheim. But Anaheim fine. Angels. Change. I would just change that. And yes, you have Shoei, and he's an attraction. He's on a, you know, next year's his last year. Resign you got to get it right. Yeah. But you got to get it right. And that's if he that's if he doesn't want to test the waters. You don't know. And you gotta find a manager who's they're willing to be patient for, who's gonna be a top flight manager who's got experience. I thought they had that in Madden. Obviously they didn't think so. It hasn't changed much either way. It's not like Phil Nevin set the world on fire. They're just as bad as when Madden was there. Yeah. And they weren't that far under five hundred, but it's gotten worse. Mike Trout is a talented player, but if if you could, and I mean it, if you could get some fill up that farm system for him. I would trade no, him. I, no, I think I just he's think he's more, too injured. I know his contract's look, too long. He's, too much money. he's more valuable to the Angels. I've said it once. I'll say it again. He's in that class of player who is more valuable to a team than than what you could get back in a trade. What what would you get back for for um Trout? Maybe a number one prospect. Just there's been there has been number one prospects that have flopped before. If you're looking at Getting arms there and stop getting reclamation. Well, they 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 draft in the last draft in the twenty twenty one draft. They drafted. They used all of their picks twenty on pitchers. Sam Bachman is a right handed pitcher in their system right now, coming out of Miami, but he's only in single A. 
So it's going to take a couple years for him and, to come and, up. And, you know, stop and stop these long contracts. Like, you know, 10-year-plus contract. Anthony Rendon's not the worth the money. He hasn't played. He's been injured all year. Yeah. He gets injured. Well, he, he, played, get injured. he played for the first part of the year. He didn't... He, and he had zero, zero, zero wins above replacement last year. All right. So let's go. Yeah, go ahead. A little word up time. You get the first one. Derek Carr should feel blank about the rumor of the of rumor of a deal in twenty twenty to bring Tom Brady and Gronk to the Raiders. Unaffected. Hmm. He should feel unaffected. It, you know, it's all a rumor mill. Dana White has obviously gotten his toe in the water <laughs> because he wants to get his name in there and say, you know, I was talking to people and doing all the. You know, Dana White was, talks all the time. But that was during the Gruden era, and no one wants to deal with. No one's seen John Gruden. No one. Apparently, at the last minute, he backed out. He said, "Forget it. Doesn't you know? It's not going to happen." But you know, it doesn't matter. David Carr now has his David. No, Derek. Derek. Sorry, wrong D. Sorry, David Carr is no longer playing. My bad. Derek Carr has his. You know, has his has his teammate, his former teammate. Devontae, on his team now. Yeah. He's got all the weapons. He is a good quarterback. Yeah. He's a very good quarterback. And it's. And I don't think you should be worried about that. That's my word. Yeah. What's your word? I think he should He should feel slighted. In, oh, in, a, in a small okay. sense. In a small sense. Um, not a massive sense, but if you think about the Raiders, in... In 2020, they moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. That was a big change. They needed it. Um, yes. Were well, well, playing in a sewer. Yes. But imagine, but imagine that you're the quarterback that sat through some hor- truly horrid seasons before 2016 and that playoffs where you got injured before the playoffs mm-hmm. and couldn't do anything. Yeah. Imagine that. And then 2017, you're stuck with an old dinosaur in in Gruden. Who can't relate to the modern player and his and his defense Clearly. him him and Mayock's defenses were absolutely ass for lack of a better word and and they want to bring in Mark Davis wanted to bring in Gronk and Brady to get more people in seats at Allegiant Stadium. Come on, oh. that's that's that I would feel slighted. All right, I know this next one. Uh, it's. Blank that Chase Young will miss the four first four games of the season for the Commanders, the Commies. Well, it's unsurprising. Uh, when you're playing on the pristine turf that is FedEx Field, you're going to get injured. And that's what happened to Chase Young. He tore his ACL. It's uh, obviously he, he was out for he was out in week four. Yep. That, and he will come back in week five. So it sort of makes sense that he was out for a year. So mm-hmm. it's unsurprising to me. I think it's concerning because, you know, he was out. He injured it you know, early in the season, out for the rest of the season. And now he's missing, you know, several games in the beginning of this season. It tells me that obviously, you know, the recuperation process of the healing hasn't really taken shape. And he's still in a bit of pain and, and obviously cannot, you know, well, do the things he wants well, to do. He's a defensive end. You yeah. rely on your ankles. To give you support against offensive linemen, you're and he's one of the better defensive end. He uses his upper body right. that puts a lot of stress on his ankles. All right, next word up. Go ahead. Udonis Haslam re-signing with the Heat for the twentieth season is blank. Um, it's achievement gaining. It's yeah. two words. Well, he will be of the few. Kobe, Dirk, and Udonis. Vince. 
Vince is really Vince. Yeah, who? Yeah. He's the Carter. He played the longest seasons in the every. Uh, he With was the one longest team. Tenure. Oh, one That's team. That's where it puts you, Donis. One team. Okay. One team. That's Udonis. All right. He's up there with Dirk and Kobe. Yeah. So that's what it is. I mean, he's been he's part of the he's part of the furniture. He didn't play much last season. It's only for one year. You know, I don't think it's I don't think he's gonna play much this year either. But Udonis has him sort of that Miami fixture. He's been around. Okay. He's seen it all. Yeah. I think it's crucial because if you if you look at this right, crucial. Udonis. Hasn't played much. He hasn't played <laughs> much know why. at it's all. That he's but no, 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 no. Listen. So if you look at, um, I'm gonna go to a different team and a different time for this example. The Pacers in 2014. Larry Bird tinkered with the team a little bit, making some lateral moves. He traded away a declining and injury-prone Danny Granger, okay. and he also traded away Orlando Orlando Johnson, a bench player. Both of those guys were key locker room voices. And, fr- and and very friendly with the with their teammates. That team chemistry means a lot mm-hmm. in basketball, okay. and culture means a lot in basketball. What Udonis Haslam brings to the Heat is obviously existential to his play to, play on the court, which has been minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings that Heat culture, which they talk about, and they have a culture. Mm-hmm. He brings that Heat culture they talk about. He brings the leadership off the bench. He mentors the young guys like Bam and Hero. He's been a key key figure when the when the Heat were pretty mediocre. Okay. So I think it was crucial that they brought him back for team chemistry. That's why they sent a delegation of P- of Heat officials to convince him to resign, which okay. he has. All right. The next one I'm going to do this one. Yep. It's blank for Albert Pujols to be only eight home runs shy of seven. It is exciting. I it is very very exciting to see Pujols short of seven eight short of seven hundred. Pujols is one of those guys where I think he links into multiple errors. I definitely remember re- remember watching him when I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. He's he's always been around. He's been a fixture in baseball for a long time, especially with with the team with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. which he's on in his in his twilight. And he's still raking, at, at even at his advanced age. So it's very exciting to see a see a legend get seven hundred. Any milestone like that. I mean, we all we we were all waiting in anticipation for Cabrera to get his three thousandth hit, yeah. which he ended up getting. So I think it's very exciting. I I'm going with astonishing, because I believe that. Toward the end of last season, many would have thought, myself included, that that was it for Albert Pujols. Yeah. He was on the Dodgers. He was used very sparingly. It was sort of like his chance to sort of, you know, get, get, get a, a standing applause. You know, get you know get a ring, get a standing applause, get a sort of thank you for all your work, thank you for all your service. And then, you know, the, the prodigal say, son come, come back, come, come on back. And so... This might be. This is probably the last season. This is probably the last but, season for you know, him and Yadier Molina. Right, but and Adam Wainwright maybe. Yes. So you know the fact that he's back in St. Louis. St. Louis is fighting for a playoff spot. It's good to have some you know some veteran leadership there, and you know to get seven hundred in a Cardinals uniform, along, along with a Paul Goldschmidt who's competing, who's at the top of the leaderboard for NL MVP. Yeah, of course. Good. Yeah, and he's been absolutely generational this season. Okay, quickly. Yep. Happy. Related birthday to James Harden, who turns 33, although last year played like he was 53. Yeah. So that would be a good chance. He's 
apparently working hard and getting ready and looking and, for his money. And he wants he's ready, a, he's ready, he, ready. He, he wants, wants a, a championship. No, he wants a championship. Contract be- first. Be- no, he wants <laughs> he wants a championship because he took a ten million dollar pay cut uh, for them to make roster moves. A championship order. for the fortieth season for the Sixers forty years ago. Yeah. Going into next season, into next year, would have been the last time they won a championship. Well, on Harden himself, he's been <laughs> he's been one of the great great players of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Uh, an incredible scorer. I haven't seen a, the only scorer who I've seen that's as consistent and talented as him in his prime is Kevin Durant. Okay, that's it. The other one is uh, Happy Anniversary, Ricky Henderson. He got the single steal record 40 years ago. He stole 130 bases. Really a pioneer in baseball during a time where it wasn't really... It, it was pretty frowned upon to be very expressive and flashy. Ricky Henderson was that guy. He backed who, it up. Who definitely... Who, he wasn't... And the funny thing, during that time, he wasn't um, beamed or anything for doing any of that. Because he was a great player. I think the, the, the thing about it was, interestingly enough, you know, Oakland's where he started. Yep. He also went back to Oakland during those during those... Years where they were, you know, they won, they won in '88. Yep. They went to the champion. Well, they lost in '88 to the Dodgers. They won in '89 with the Bash Brothers and lost again in '90 to the to, to the, the Reds. Reds. So you know, but the fact that everywhere he went, he made an impact. Yeah. Not so much with the Yankees, but a lot with the Mets because he went to the Mets later on in his career and made an impact. So congratulations to that. And that wraps up our show. If Next week, NFL. We're going to go through the first seven the, weeks. The pigskin is back. Woo-wee! And we're going to just dedicate our time to NFL, a big chunk of it. Yep. And if you're on t- if you've come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Uh, yeah, just like just like you said, the pigskin is coming back. We couldn't back. be more excited to watch every other team in the league except the Giants because the Giants are going to be horrible this season. They're going to be pretty bad. But that's the end of our show this week. Make sure you keep following along, and we'll be here next week. See ya. Adios.